Welcome back to Rain City Jerks. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Jack Slattery. I'm also your host, Jay Markovitz. And this week we're joined by Seattle comedian Monica Nevy. Thanks for coming. Oh, hey. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. It's great, great to be here with Monica. <laughs> She's wearing some extremely clean Air Jordans. Always, uh, what, what, what model are those? You know, I don't actually don't. You know, do you know what year those are from? I don't remember the name of these. That's hilarious. I should know. As a sneakerhead, you're supposed to be like, these are from... Are you a self-identified sneakerhead? No, other people identify me that way, I think. Yeah. But uh, I was a basketball player, so that's just part of the the thing. You get new shoes all the time as a basketball player. And then afterwards, I was like, just kind of stopped wearing sneakers, even though I did like my whole life. And I don't know why. I went through like a, a fashion period for, especially for women, where it was like, we're not wearing sneakers anymore. We're going to wear boots and all this. And so I bought into it. And then eventually I was like, why am I not? fucking wearing nikes anymore why am i not wearing tims so maybe like two or three years ago i kind of went back and now i have way too many shoes <laughs> okay do, do you kind of keep a balance between wearing the, the fancy lady shoes and sneakers or is it just back to sneakers now it's like pretty predominantly back to sneakers but it has kind of resurfaced in uh at least millennial culture too wear sneakers again especially yeah, as yeah. women so i can get away with it more we'll see when it does switch back if that stays that way but i mean i'll put on a heel or whatever for a wedding or something but yeah, nike or reebok gotta make like a fashionable heel yeah like an evening they gown. did nike did that weird like wedge that was in the sneaker so you were like lifted and you could see it but it wasn't like an actual right heel I could see them maybe going back to something like that. May have been the catalyst to like get women back to wearing sneakers again. It was like, oh, well, we have half a heel in this one. So. Do you do any special care for your sneakers? Like those are immaculate. Those are as white as white sneakers can be. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, I clean them sometimes if they got dirty, but with all of them, I put a, a waterproofer on. Oh, okay. First, like even with any leather or boots or anything. And I do them to my fiance and our son's shoes too. Excellent. <laughs> um, but that helps a lot, especially here because it's going to get wet or uh, mud. So it, that, it's a really nice one too. So everything just kind of rolls off it. That helps. All right. But I also, and I, it, this has to come from basketball because I never, ever would wear my game shoes on the cement. Like, I would oh, only yeah. wear them in the gym, put them on, and take them off there. It's the highest taboo. Right. So, I, like, with these ones, like, I only put them on before I'm going to go to a show or whatever. And then, you know, don't, I wouldn't wear them in the yard or anything. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. I really, these are my game boots now. There you go. You know? <laughs> when uh, you're on the road, how many shoes do you bring with you? What's your travel pack game like? It, you know what? It should be better because I've been doing this for a long time. But um, if I'm flying, I have gotten better about picking one pair. Like, obviously, I bring my running shoes, but then I'll bring one pair for the stage and then planning outfits that would all match with those shoes. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but if I'm driving, then I will bring a pair for each night. Each night? Yeah. So okay. If, yeah. So if I'm doing a full weekend in Portland, which isn't that far, then I bring three pairs of shoes. <laughs> which isn't it's not good but when you can just put them in the car right who cares we're driving get yeah. it all in here it's yeah. not just a shoe it's a whole outfit yeah, yeah exactly exactly you can't wear the same outfit two nights for a while i was flying with two pairs but it just takes up a lot of space in the yeah, yeah. in the suitcase and i've been trying not to check a bag as much so I've gotten it down to one what are your travel essentials mm. i mean i have a pretty <laughs> Do you have it just like down, just like you know exactly how to pack exactly? No, I almost every trip, almost every trip forget something important enough that I have to buy it again. So I have like uh, undershirts or like socks or a belt, like whatever, something that's like small, but I need, you know, I have like so many bras from like walmart because i've been like well fuck how did you forget your underwear you know like <laughs> but i have you know enough pants and shirts and shoes for the whole weekend but then i forget the other essentials um i have a it's not a go bag uh like a travel toiletry bag that sure. only stays in my bag and that has like shampoo razors all the normal like things you would need to take a shower and then I have my separate makeup bag, but I take that in and out because I have to use it for normal uh, days. And so I have to have both of those things and then just cross my fingers that I remember 
the other stuff. I've never forgotten my toiletry bags, which is good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I have forgotten underwear. You don't want to use the toiletries at the hotel. I'm pretty picky about them now. You if they be. are good, though, I take them with me. So some in that bag are from hotels, but it's just like I'm using hotel shampoo from a different hotel. Yeah, <laughs> at this hotel. I mean, that's just that's just economical, yeah. really. Well, and then my whole family now, like for Christmas and stuff, like my stocking stuffers are travel size shampoo or whatever. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. So then we have just a bin at home, and when I need to replace them, then I do. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I guess there is some like. There's a system to it. I'm just the actual packing part because I have to do it almost every week. I put it off until like the last minute, which I believe is then why I just forget like one thing every time. So you probably do some of your best work at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's, I would say in my life that could possibly be proven, but I've only ever done work in the last minute. So I don't know how to <laughs> yeah. compare it to if I had done it. One hundred percent of your sample size. <laughs> yes. It's the last all minute. in the last minute. I was the worst in school about procrastinating. But. And you just got back, right? Like you just got back into town from traveling around. Um yeah, last week let's see, this week was kind of around this area, which was good. But I was in Oregon kinda of like two weeks in a row and driving back and forth a lot, which sucked. And then before that uh, I think that was when I was in like Philadelphia and stuff. So, and then Wednesday I go to Arkansas, mm. come back Sunday, and then the next week I'm in Rochester and Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, it's a lot of back and forth. But um, if I plan it correctly, then it's not too bad. But this past like couple of weeks of like, oh, I'm in Salem, and then I'm in Tacoma, and then I'm in Estacada, Oregon. Well, why didn't you switch those around so you just stayed in Oregon? You know. Not my, not my best work, but and you're booking most of your tours or all of your tours. Like that's that's on you. Um, for the most part, yeah, I do have now. I have, I guess we would call her a manager, kind of, and so she does some of that too. And we have a calendar that we share and kind of. But I still book as much as I can, and then she helps kind of fill in some of the dates and talk to people about money because I don't love that part. But for the most part, yeah, it's still and. I've been doing it for so long that way, like just me, that I have most of the connections that are like, you know, you end up working with people and knowing people that have either lived in that city or know the bookers of whatever. And so you just end up having more contacts than somebody who's, you know, industry type. So <laughs> do you get many uh, fans who come out to see you in these places? Yes. Not enough to be like, oh, I'm going to sell out this, other, you know, whatever. I'll put me at your club because I'll sell out five shows. But every show, there's somebody there on purpose, which is good. That's, That's great. great. That's got to be a great newer. feeling. Yeah. yeah. So um, over the lockdown, we kind of really focused on YouTube and some other like online content stuff. And that has kind of cultivated more of a... Are you a TikTok guy or a person? Sorry. I'm a TikTok guy. Yeah. That's my handle, TikTok guy. Um, <laughs> I am on TikTok. I did not jump in right away, but I was putting an album out in October of 2020. That sounds right. Yes. In October of 2020. And my fiance's younger brother was like, you got to get on TikTok. Everyone's on TikTok. I've started following all these comics and like looking at their other stuff. So I started putting up some clips during that time just for the album coming out and then kept kind of kept with it and have kept with it. And it is, I don't know what they've done with that algorithm, but it is far more effective than any other like social mm. media as far as like getting people to follow you. And they're like actual real people. Like I worked on my YouTube and my Instagram for years and I have double the followers on TikTok just from like doing anything. It's pretty crazy, but so, yeah, I guess I'm a TikTok so that's guy, that Chinese spy technology is working. It is working. Yeah, they've got it. <laughs> Smart spies. They do it way better than we do. <laughs> well, and it's... I'd, <laughs> I'm always behind whatever the next, like, social media thing is. I've never once been like, oh, I was on Snapchat first, or I got on Instagram. I always have to be, like, talked into it. I don't know why. Maybe because it's like, well, I already have this other thing. Why do I have to do ten more things, you know? So, I didn't at first and still even when i got it would just post and kind of leave it and not add another like thing to scroll but now i do find myself on there and i'm like it knows me 
What are you watching on TikTok, TikTok now? TikTok knows me better than anyone else. Um, what, what does your algorithm bring you? My algorithm brings me a decent amount of stand-up, a lot of gay stuff, I think, and then a lot. I mean, it's been kind of like sciencey lately, you know, like a medical person responding to somebody talking about something stupid, you know, whatever stuff like that. Um, there's not a lot of sports and stuff. My Instagram's pretty much just sneakers and basketball, mm-hmm. which is good. Oh, I like it. Um, I switched my Facebook page. Like I have like a like page or whatever too. To and now it has a feed, <laughs> and it is literally all seafood. Like that's it. I okay, don't, which I'm a fan of, but it's like that's the only things that have come up for me. Do you like a nice piece of fish, or are you more like a like a crustaceans and shrimp? You know, I, I mean, I, I do love all of those things, yeah. but I will say it's a lot of. Um, like uh, crab boil, crawfish, Ooh, love like that type boil. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You like yeah. that place down in White Center? I've never been there. You know what I'm talking about, though? No. There's a, there's a, I think it's called the Crawfish House in White Center. She nice. likes it. And Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's not that many, like, crawfish places. In fact, when I work in the South, that's, like, all I eat the whole time because there's not, there's only, like, two in Tacoma, which. Yeah. I don't know why, but, yeah. It seems like a lot for Tacoma. Yeah, even. they're not very busy, though, ever. I don't know. It's not a thing here i think yeah the one in white center i've only been once but i didn't exactly know what i was getting myself into uh i went in and had a great time and they just bring you like a garbage bag full of bugs and yeah. shellfish and corn and sausage exactly and and then you just eat it it's you delicious. just eat it do yeah. you do you suck the heads and do the whole thing or do you just i'm more of a, i tried it i was like i don't know i think i'm just a tail guy myself yeah i don't sometimes i'll pick like that you can there's like some meat still in the head like mm-hmm. um, then I'll take that out but I'm not like gonna do their eyes I was chewing on the claws too but they were too they were too tough to, it was too hard to get the meat out of the claw so it just ended up just like eating the whole thing and then I was like this is gonna hurt this coming out this is not out. how this is supposed yeah. to go yeah I, I mean I definitely focus on the tail that's yeah. what I say um, I get uh clams at boil places a lot mm-hmm. too and I just that's maybe my favorite I love all seafood, it seems like, as I'm saying this. but Yeah, this one, the algorithm is bringing you yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, that's why now it's going to get worse. They've heard me say it out loud. Um, but then, like, I guess, because on TikTok, if you just watch it for a certain amount of time, you don't have to like it or anything, then it still, like, calculates that mm. part of it. Yeah. And so my fiancé has, hers is basically cleaning and gay stuff. And what does gay stuff mean? Just like a, there's a lot of <laughs> sorry, I guess, uh, there's a lot of like couples like there will be gay male couples or or lesbian couples that are like uh, whatever they do something like they talk about their kids or they tell each other jokes or they like you know one of them sings what they just have kind of a shtick you know yeah and so we have mostly gay couples that come up on art which is you know we're in that group so that's probably why but do you make any gay couple tiktok content you know we have started okay which normally i have to ask her like are you do you want to be involved in this in any way but like people i don't know are interested in each other's lives i think or like you know being more human than like this is me on stage so i've started to because she's been working from home i've started to role play that i am the it person that works downstairs but i have a crush on her and so I have to like come up and ask her questions all the time, but I make them very inappropriate. Does she know that you're doing this? <laughs> no, I didn't tell okay. her. Yeah. So she's just reacting to it like the way. And people seem to like that, like they've responded well to that. But I'm running out of like IT puns. I don't know enough like about IT. So I'm going to uh, be the boss this week. Be I the think. boss, be yeah. the HR manager <laughs> yeah. asking about the inappropriate IT guy. Yeah, a lot of people would comment and be like, oh, she's going to have to call HR. I was like, well, she's going to be surprised when I'm also HR. <laughs> <laughs> Conflict of interest. Yeah. But no, it's just silly. I like, maybe that's why TikTok is um, enjoyable for people. It is fairly lighthearted compared to. The other ones, at least for what my algorithm is, is yeah. polling, you know. Um, so you yeah, just silly stuff, fun stuff, you know. If you, I'm sure if you, if your algorithm on Instagram is a lot of dogs, there's like a ton of dog videos on TikTok too. My brother sends them to me all the time, and all I'm always like, your algorithm is so much different than mine. Hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's, so you got whatever you like, it'll, it's, it'll it's, find you. It's all out there. It's, yeah. it's there. Uh, I get a lot of. World War Three in real time. Okay. Uh, on TikTok. On TikTok, wow. yeah, like like a lot of Ukrainian <clears throat> uh, 
people are making TikToks of like what's going on, what's going on, and so it's just like insane to me that I can watch effectively World War Three start in real time, and I do. Uh, <laughs> That's and then it just keeps coming up, and it just like, keeps coming up. I loves this, and then I get a lot of like cute animal videos and pimple popping videos. <laughs> That's that's my TikTok algorithm. That's amazing, but that you know, do you does it work for you? It does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they got you. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty it's... consistent with his personality. No, just World War Three pimple popping. <laughs> I <laughs> get animal, cute animals. Yeah, I get stressed out with the World War Three, and then I need to calm down with watching like the the blackhead removal. <laughs> that Oof. helps you. Like, I need some relief here. Yeah, this I mean, is, yeah. it's it's it hits that deep monkey part of your brain where you're just like, yeah. this is nice. Well, like, and I can't like I do think those are gross, but I can't stop it before i know what happens yeah i need mm. it i need to see it removed yeah i like the ones with like excessive amounts of blackheads to the point i'm like what is going on in this person's life like how did it get to the, like this yes and then but then like man they've got this, these crazy blackheads and someone just goes in and it's just getting them all and yeah. i'm just like this is satisfying this is i watched a guy uh harvest some sort of grass with a huge scythe the other day okay and there's something about like progress in front like watching progress happen like i i enjoy that weird ocd thing a little bit about like everything being like going one way or like every you know like everything needs to be smooth or everything needs to be cut like i love mowing the lawn and stuff for that Mm -hmm. reason because i i like being the person who made the lines nice and all that stuff so i could see how that would be satisfying Here's the thing with the pimple popping and stuff. Because you see, like, you are, like, it is, you're like, how did this happen? Or there's, like, blackheads, huge blackheads yeah. inside someone's ear. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the ear ones, the ear ones were some of my favorite. So I have a thing with my ears. Like, I want them to be clean. Yeah. And I feel like I can never actually do that. Yeah. So I started getting all these ads for the, like, the, you put it into your ear and, like, twist it and oh, the like, sp- pulls it out. The spiral auger yeah, type. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. of them. So I, like, after seeing this, like, ten times, because even those videos of for the ad is, like, going in and, like, pulling out a lot of stuff. And it doesn't look like this person has never taken care of their ears. So I'm like, I bet there's stuff in there that I can't just, I can't get to it. So I want to figure out how to get to it. So I bought two well, it comes with like three different things, but like, so three different types of those. I have like a rubber like, one oh, okay. that spirals and then one that's metal that's like a spring kind of. And then there's another thing that's like got little spikes on it. And so I'm so excited. I'm like, all right, let's see what I get out of here, you know? And it was like nothing. Nothing. Okay. Because I cleaned my ears, I guess. I don't got know. Got immaculate so like, ear hygiene. What I was with. pretty disappointed with. I'm like, you know. What's your, what's your ear hygiene routine? I just use Q-tips, which I know you're like supposedly not supposed to do. Yeah. But I also don't like shove it in. Like I don't know. Every time you see a video where they're like, "Don't do this," you just pushes it back, and I'm like, "Yeah, if you're just sticking it in and out." But so I get it wet under the sink. Okay. And put it in and kind of go around in a circle like that on the outside, and that unfortunately still gets more than these other little tools that I've bought because I like waited for a while. <laughs> Like I did it the first time and I was like, well, nothing came out, you know, like that was anticlimactic. So I like waited and didn't clean my ears in any other way to like kind of let it build up and see what happened. And then like some came out, but in no way close to like Not what like you're seeing on those videos. Yeah. yeah. So I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> uh, TikTok showed me a video. Not long. It was, I was in a pimple popping feed <laughs> and in that I was like, okay, we're going to go do an ear one again. And like this guy is like pulling the ear down and he's shining a light in the ear. And then you see that there's a spider in someone's ear and it's just like running around in their ear and they're trying to like, they eventually get it out, I think. But there's like this tiny little spider. Can you hear it? That sounds terrible. I don't know. I don't know. That's, oh I, I, ugh, I, I hated it. I watched all that of it, sounds... but I hated it. You know what I will do sometimes? And I think that that would be the only way. Um, I'll put hydrogen peroxide in my ear mm-hmm. and leave it there for a little bit and then kind of let it. Okay. Have you ever done uh, candling? Is that, yeah, that's the right term, candling. No. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I've done, uh, I had a different, like, it was basically, I think, the same as like putting the hydrogen peroxide in, but I had, you like sprayed it in there and it had this weird cup that like went under it. And then there was a thing you put in and it was all supposed to like work together to pull it out. And that didn't really do much for me either and i think there's just not a lot in there <laughs> yeah maybe you just don't have much earwax i know 
that's when it's like the person like me who's probably like thinking about it a lot and buying these things is not the person who needs to use them i guess maybe yeah. somebody who's like you can see unfortunately with people's ears you can see in there sometimes and yeah i have some friends where i'm like this you should bring your tools to like yeah. a party and yeah. just like do it for people. <laughs> Set up a booth. Here. Yeah. I'll, I'll no, I don't want them up. back. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I have a bunch of different. The one came with like twenty different heads that you could take off, oh, so wow. other people could use. I guess. But <laughs> family pack. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Oh man. But what it does? Because you guys have hairy ears on the inside. Sure. Yeah. I don't. It's like, I mean, it's, it's not, like a dude thing. It's not excessive, but I right. mean, yeah, I guess I didn't there. realize that they were in there because it's just like little, you know. But when I do the spiral one, I, it pulls the hairs out. Mm. So that may be effective if you need to get the ear hair out mm-hmm. more so than the wax. But it's hard to shave in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they make those like those little, little ear hole, nose hole buzzers. Yeah. But yeah. those can't go inside of the ear. They go in the ear canal a little bit. Not, eh, not not as much as something that's like specifically designed to auger out the ear canal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, you yeah. get those hairs that are way down My there. girlfriend <laughs> hates my inner ear hair. Somebody help. There you go. Yeah. I have some tools for you. Well, one specifically. Tell me more. <laughs> they, yeah. They should add that to their market. I, I had a bad ear infection, I don't know, years and years ago. And I made this like garlic oil infusion. And same as you were doing with the hydrogen peroxide, just let it sit in my ear to garlic out all of the infection. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. I was like doing that and at the same time was like moving around the muscles of my throat and head and jaw to like open up the ear canal. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I could feel it like opening up different like secret rooms inside of my ear. To let this garlic oil in. Oh, I might have to try that. Give it a try. No, I uh, <laughs> I do. I'm a massage therapist, and I do a lot of like inside of mouth oh, really? and kind of ear manipulation on people to work out their weird jaw and neck tension stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. Okay. It's really useful, and like you've got to show people how to undo their uh, their tech neck. Because people mm. just like collapse their whole spine forward mm-hmm. for 50 hours a week. Um, but then there's all these different mechanics of how the jaw lashes into the side of the head and the ear. And it's this whole like, you know, separate advanced degree of knowing how to work your body to sling your jaw back onto your head. Yeah, and I need that. But um, <laughs> Pretty useful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get massages twice a month because I've got car accidents and basketball and stuff. Oh, my yeah. neck's real messed up. But I can feel like my jaw locks and stuff. And I just, they've always said there's like certain massage things. And I, I, almost every therapist I've had is like, yeah, it's like a different certification though to like be able to have go. Have you ever had it mouth. before? I have had a physical therapist do stuff, <laughs> do stuff inside my mouth. Sure. Um, when I first got in one of the accident, one of the car accidents. Um, and it, it's not comfortable and it was pretty painful at the time, but I'm a big, I don't go to massage to like relax. Sure. I need it for the treatment. So I'm like, just as long as you're not going to hurt me, like keep going, you know, or whatever, not going to actually mess anything up. I just let them do it. So, um, it helped. I was like feeling really dizzy at that time. Yeah. And now that's. uh, What do they do inside your mouth? Well, I mean, you're, but she basically <laughs> would push on the inside part of my jaw, okay. and then I was supposed to like move and like do different things, and then so, like, then fingers, she would hold it. Fingers in the yeah, mouth. she had gloves yeah. on, but uh-huh. yeah, and put um, so, and I don't, I don't really know technically what she was doing, but yeah, it was like inside my mouth and these bones basically from this side instead of pushing it on the outside of your head. Well, I don't know, but yeah, and then she would have me like open my mouth or or move my jaw or stuff, whatever she needed. Hmm. Sounds right. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm no, like, this is there, right. There, right. There's You're muscles not... on the outside of the mouth that you do. And then you can also like, there's like muscles inside of the jaw okay. that you can get on people. And that gets really gaggy sometimes. Cool. But, uh, you know, it works. That's true. I guess if people put their fingers in your mouth, you yeah. might gag. I remember that one. I feel like she would push on the inside of my mouth and then I had to look. 
like yeah. up that way because mm-hmm. the muscles from my eyes were like connected. To it. it was weird, but it was, you could feel it like when I would look that way versus looking straight. What yeah. things were moving? It's very interesting in there. <laughs> I used to massage this uh, symphony level French horn player. Okay, and she just had the most like elite level like face and jaw muscles from blowing that French horn. You know, her whole life. So we would just do like all mouth massage and then I would work on her hand because, you know, you got to hold a French horn in a weird way. Oh, yeah. That was good. That's funny. Much, much, much more interesting. (laughs) Your your typical massage. I'm going to go get a massage. Uh, Just keep my clothes on and we're going to do all the mouth stuff. You know, that's... uh, do you use lotion for the mouth massage? Or no, is the it... mouth is self-lubricating. <laughs> okay. It's easy. Yeah. That's good. It's probably better financially for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know those gloves, gloves. They cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> what about coconut oil? Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Just put some olive oil on it. Uh, no, oil, oil, it's more of like a, for a sensual massage. Okay. Mm. Technical massage therapists generally use a cream. Interesting. Yeah, okay. it's got a high grip. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's fine. It'll be sliding all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I was thinking about the garlic thing. Yeah. Have you seen the new, like, now there's videos about people putting garlic in their nose. No. And then when they pull it out, it's like all, like, your sinus congestion comes out. Just, like, attached to it? Yeah, basically. It's pretty gross. Look it up. It sounds, uh, it sounds like those nasal strips that you put on your nose to pull the blackheads out. Yeah, but kind it's of. Garlic but it's garlic in your, your nose. In it, yeah, and then they pull Just it. It's like a clove of garlic. Yeah, yes. Okay. So what, but what you were saying with the thing in your ear, that yeah. way garlic opens you up, I guess. And so, yeah, which I have like chronic sinus infections. So I like try and, you know, I put like saline in there. Are you a neti potter? Just to get, I'm not. But my dad is. Yeah. <laughs> so we talk about it all the time. I'm pro neti pot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about. Yeah. It's uh, my doctor gave me just a spray, and that's what I use. But um, I totally get why that is appealing. But yeah. So as soon as I saw those garlic videos, I was like, maybe I should try. You that try. Too. Yeah. I'm just trying to get as much stuff out of my head as possible. Apparently. I don't Have know. you ever had the uh, sinus surgery? No. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I had really bad chronic sinus infections growing up. Really? And uh, they got super bad in, like, high school, and I was seeing this ear, nose, and throat doctor, and she's like, you're, like, 80% blocked. Really? And that sounded bad to yeah. me. Yeah, and so they ended up going and doing this uh, surgery where they, like, dilated my nostrils and went in and, like, cut all of this, you know, hardened, grody mucus out of my sinuses and they were like oh we thought this was going to be a 30 minute surgery it ended up taking three hours oh my god yeah you were blocked and uh afterwards was like oh okay i can breathe so what if you put garlic in there first would that have helped (laughs) um what was blocking like too much bone so what it was is like looking back i used to clench my jaw in anger Mm. a lot as a child and i think that like gripped up the inside of my sinuses i clench my teeth in my sleep yeah no it's very easy to clench your teeth and like there's this whole really fine web of muscle and connective tissue and empty space in your skull and when that isn't lining up right then yeah sinus infections it happens anything stagnating in those cavities it's almost any time i get it. sick yeah in any way yeah, yeah. it's, Cold, just, it's flu, just not whatever draining. then it ends up being a sinus infection after that. Yeah. Um, That's why I never go to the doctor for it. But like my, my, my diet was terrible when oh. I was a kid. So like a lot of like bad quality cheese and meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was a high level chef at Applebee's. So we were eating there. <laughs> nice. Not only was it two or three high times level a week. At he's he's yeah. downplaying so what his dad, his dad. Chef. My dad invented riblets. I don't know if that means anything to you, but There's it looks like it me. does. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. He wasn't just a chef. He was like the chef. Yeah, he's yeah. The, he was the Mr. brain. Mr. Appleby, uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the third Chef Appleby, the third. Uh, Devin well, Appleby, that's, yeah, much better than I don't know. Being the dishwasher. Does your dishwasher. dad still have no like a dishwashers. Uh, a gift card they can still eat at any Applebee's for free? They have like an Applebee's black card. No, he was he was excommunicated oh. from the Church of Applebee's. Why? Because he was. Uh, Are they, we allowed they, to know? They, they cleaned house, you know. He, he was gone. Uh, Ron Reck was gone. Buddy Chandler. 
all the big names. All the big names, <laughs> all the big names from Applebee's, uh, you know. Uh, you know, he couldn't even get work at Bennigan's after that. <laughs> Blackballed from the whole casual dining community. Yeah. Hmm. But, you know, now he works in alternative dairy, which is booming business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Much different, I would Much different, than you know. Applebee's. He got into doing, like, 30-day water fasts and engineering new kinds of oat milk. Hey. Yeah, you know, that's that's what's hot now. Definitely. He's not eating. He's an innovative fellow, so. Yeah, you know, something of a food iconoclast. Yeah. <laughs> inventor of the riblet. Is that going to be, like, in his obituary? Invent, inventor of the riblet. It's prob- probably, like, the thing that he is, like, the least proud of. Really? Is like that part. Like, I mean, they had these whole like black ops studies where they're like, "Oh, we can get we can get people addicted to this food. Mm. How are we going to balance out the sugar and like the spice? Got it. So that people can eat this indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's not as pr- yeah. He's like, I would rather you put the oat milk thing. Yeah. In my obituary. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, That's good pretty for him. Fun. Do you do you eat it like you? So you play you play probably like small towns a lot, yeah? Oh yeah. 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 So Applebee's that that's that's like a date. <laughs> that's yeah, like, there. It's like a hop and Friday night. I have a joke about Applebee's being a fancy restaurant and depending on where you are. Sometimes town's too small and they're yeah. like, We don't even have an Applebee's. Yeah, like, like a Denny's. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Perkins. Perkins, there you go. Yeah. The farther you get out, the more Perkins there are. Um but uh otherwise I try not to go to Applebee's. No offense anymore. <laughs> I used to go a lot when I was in like college, and I say sure. that now it's like. But those chains, whatever, Chili's, TGI Fridays, those types of restaurants—they're most places. So, yeah. if you got a favorite thing at Chili's, and you're in the middle of fucking Montana, wherever, it's going to be there. At least you Chili's know what you know what is, you're yeah, getting is is a supportive. Yeah, it's a grounding. I didn't know the chilies were still a thing. They are. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and apparently they're good for them. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like Red Robin, chilies, TGI Fridays, Applebee's—they all have red inside and like a similar aesthetic in general. Yeah. Well, red like makes you hungrier. Is it true? Mm-hmm. See, I think whatever evil experiments they were doing over there, they all oh they worked. Bought in, yeah. yeah, and they're like so. Um, I forget where I'm, which one I'm at. Sometimes, <laughs> like I'll be in the Chili's and I'll be like, "This is Red Robin, right?" No, okay. So they're they're all I feel like still exist for that reason because they're the same. Yeah. Once you're inside of them, they're just deep psyops to move salt and sugar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess. I always know when I'm in an Outback Steakhouse. Unre- it's un undeniable. What does it look like in there now? It's the Outback. Is it red? No. no, it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a desert almost. Yeah, it's okay. kind of has that Australian outback. It's like a rainforest cafe. You it's know? like a walkabout that a ends stick. in a blooming onion. <laughs> I almost. I went. To I didn't a, know that red is supposed to make you hungrier. Well, I don't know. It's supposed. To, yeah, I don't know. I had. <clears throat> it's not that I don't believe you. Red or even like red and yellow together is a big one. Really, like, so like McDonald's, McDonald's mm. uh, Arby's, Wendy's. Burger King. Yeah, they do. All, all of them. Have. It's all red uh, with some, you know, yellow elements. Very bold colors there. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I had, uh, when I lived in Maine, I painted my dining room red, red and black. And you're just hungry all the time. It worked. It felt <laughs> it felt good. I don't know. It just feels good to eat in a red room. Like, I don't know what it is. It like, is. I mean, I don't, like, even talking about an Applebee's or whatever, being like, oh, I shouldn't eat here. I don't have, like, a negative feeling when I think of what it looks like in there. Like, it feels like I'm going to eat and I'm hungry and I'm... Only after it. you eat it do you have the negative feeling. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I could have, you know, an extra shot for $1 or whatever. You know, yeah. that's part of Bottomless the margaritas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bottomless. So many bottomless things in in those restaurants. Fries, margaritas. Yeah. They know what to do. They yeah. they they get you in there and then they make an impression and they keep you there. Bottomless. When did, like, who thought of that? Jay's dad. Probably. 
<laughs> he, well, I'm sure he knows who did. Who did? If, if that's yeah. If it wasn't him, I mean, there's gonna be like buffet math involved with that. Like, if we say yeah. bottomless, but charge them more on the initial, like, right? Then how no, much will they actually drink? Right. Like, no one's gonna to drink five margaritas. But if you, somebody might. But then you're like, that's only one person. Like, right. Not everybody. Most got people are the gonna bottomless. stop at like two, yeah, three. Exactly. And so, yeah, you make your money back. I have heard about casinos because they do like big conferences, which I'm sure restaurants do the same of being like, this is what actually helps, you know, because we end up doing comedy shows on like a Wednesday or whatever. And like, nobody gives a shit, but they pay fine. And so you do it anyways. And I'm like, why do these things keep happening? And it's because at these conferences, they say one person in the casino for one hour is equal to them making $400, just how it all evens out. Wow. So if they're like getting ready to leave, but then stay and watch the comedy show for longer and then go back and gamble or whatever, like just, they just want to keep a few people, you know, as many people as they can in for longer. So even if it's only a few people or whatever, or it just results in them taking a break and going back to gambling instead of leaving, then they're like, that's fine. And I'm like, cool, I'm glad I'm in this place where nobody wants to sit in front because they can't smoke cigarettes in that area. It's my favorite audience. Is that on your rider? No. no cigarettes in the front row. <laughs> it's just how, no, you can, you can light up right here. I don't care. But the casino itself, that's just the specific casino in Squim. So it's a huge stage, really tall. And then the front area right here, nobody would sit in. They'd sit in the back in like this balcony area it's where you couldn't really hear them. Right. So I was like, I have no idea how this is going, but why don't you guys want to sit up there? And they're like, we can't smoke up there. All right. I only ever hear horror <laughs> stories about casino shows. Are, are there good casino shows that happen, or is that. There like are a, good a, casino a shows, but there's not as, that many of them. I mean, you could do a casino in like the ballroom separately, and mm-hmm. that'll probably be good because that's where they have like bigger people that are doing a casino would do that. But the ones that are like during the week just to have people are just very rarely good. Uh, there's one in New Mexico that's really good, but there it's like a separate room that they do comedy on the weekends too. Mm-hmm. So that's different, but and you got to go to part, Mexico for that. Well, New people, Mexico. Yeah. People at casinos are old and drunk. <laughs> and uh, either mad because they're shitty at gambling or being stupid because they're good at gambling. I don't know. But it's just, it's a weird, you know, they got a free hotel room and they're going to come see this comedy show because why not? It's just right next to what they're doing. So they're not really that invested either. So, got to do all your jokes about how much bread used to cost. Yeah. Yeah, they love that. They do. Do old people like your shows? Do Do you feel like that's your. Maybe not your main demographic, but a demographic. You know, I was thinking about it, and uh, when I started, that's you, all... How long have you been, like, what, 11? You're 11 years Yeah, now? 11 years. Try not to make this chair squeak too much. Um, I was young. Obviously, I started when I was 20, but um, the audiences were all, like, 40s, 50s. There was really no... There wasn't as much of like an alt scene that there is now and like more like I know millennials were getting older, but I think it was became more popular amongst us um, kind of after I had started. So there was a period where pretty much my I was performing to middle aged white people for the most part. Like that was kind of it. And then I don't like that. (laughs) Not that I have anything against them. I just don't want that to be my demographic, especially for like what I'm talking about now, because it's not as relatable to them as it is to millennials or people who don't hate women or whatever. (laughs) Um, So it's, I'm like almost focusing on skewing it more um, younger, younger than it was, but not too young because I don't think Gen Z quite gets me. I did a show for a lot of college kids the other day and they loved me, but it was in a weird way. It felt like they were like, there's an old lady, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, but for a long time, it was almost like my followers were predominantly middle-aged men, like straight men. And that's like the only person I don't want to follow me. <laughs> There's a lot of creepy comments and just weird stuff. And so I really want to be like, I want more women to follow me in general, but also I want younger people. I want some gays, you know, like I want to diversify the uh, people who are following me. Not that the old 
men have to leave, but just change the percentages. Sprinkle it up a yeah. little bit. Have some nice, just normal comments every once in a while. That'd be cool. <laughs> what kind of comments do you get? Can you say, or are they too grotesque? Um, it's funny because I feel like older guys don't realize like they're commenting on my stuff. Like they talk about me in the third person all the time, and you know, just mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. she she can do this. Look at, I like those pants they say talk about my pants a lot which is them saying that they like my butt and you know just especially the more like sexual the joke is which i'm not really there's not a lot of that but any type of innuendo or dating or anything especially my older stuff that was about like being single and immediately it's just like oh you gotta somebody said can i just put the tip in like just stuff like that like on my and i delete them because it's like gross yeah and i don't want other people to be like oh i'll also no, your family's gonna like see that right exactly yeah there's a couple of videos on youtube that are like have like a lot of views that aren't they're of me but they're not mine yeah and so i like never look at the comments there because i have no control over that and i told my mom not to look at them and she did once and i was like that's just how it is like i don't i mean unfortunately any woman <laughs> That has a video up with a lot, and and if, especially if we're not in control of it, then it's just all it is. I mean, I don't know what you do about it, or it's just there's a lot of. I'm not. It's happened a few times, but like women aren't funny. Um, they're always talking about sex, like things like that. That's a very common comment. Even when sometimes people will try to comment like nicely on mine, and they're like, "Well, I usually hate." female comics but i liked you and i'm like that's not a compliment like i don't (laughs) i don't like i like female comics so i don't know what you're fucking talking about you know like it's just it's just the same stuff now though like it's so repetitive i couldn't i mean i could i have it set on my instagram and on my youtube for like certain words they just automatically don't post the comment like they hold the comment which is nice yeah is so, female comic one of them? Yes. Um, I think I think women. Like, I literally just put the word women because I don't want... Because uh, it's never... I love women, and this is another comic. Even then, I'd be like, what a weird thing to say. You know? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, just don't even... Anybody, if venue, anybody says women, don't to fucking... discuss that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not in any way. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tough. But, yeah, so some of my favorite comics that are... They're like, they're Conan sets or something. Go and look, and I'm like, oh, she's getting the same stuff. It's so, And you're like, this is the best set I've ever seen on Conan, and they're... Nice weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got a, a lot of, like... <laughs> Um, just about my appearance, which is so annoying to me. Because I'm like, did you even listen to what I said? You know, but there, I, you know, oh, you were skinnier in this video than you are in this video. You looked hotter in this video than this video. Yeah, I'm sure there's some you know, sort of like, like neck beard troll too. Just like yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's always. And then if you go and look, you know, yeah. it's like some uh his profile picture is like this close to his face and he's like looking down at the camera and it's like got, a punisher logo right never posted anything and has zero followers or whatever it's uh oh yeah it's all the same so it doesn't hurt as bad anymore because you you're like i don't i may probably feel bad for this person maybe i don't know but yeah, you wouldn't listen to them in public you're not going to listen to them on the internet well and also it's like if this is how you feel like i don't want you coming to a show anyways and you don't want to be there so why are we even doing this why are you even commenting this isn't for you not everything is for you sir okay so you don't need to weigh in on whether uh that's a good point how thin i am or not you know whatever <laughs> it's, yeah do you think that's like an older thing or <clears throat> like a do you think millennials are doing that too or is it just like fortunately i do think yeah. it's still yeah and you can almost tell by the comment on like how old they are or um depending on what slurs how troll- they use. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah how like troll the more like trolling it is you know where they're just clearly trying to like get a rise out of anybody that's definitely more of like a millennial troll thing okay the more it's like just you gained weight or what like that's an older guy because he's just it's like what your uncle would say to you versus what your nephew would say to you (laughs) exactly how what who which family member is gonna upset you at thanksgiving you know that's how you decide yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's how you decide yeah yeah for sure no it's a what a fun what a fun part of the internet the streets aren't kind no but Do, do you hate having to do like the social media stuff to like maintain your status your career yeah i think it bothers me how important it is now you know it used to not be like that which is uh you know do you think comedians have it harder now than say like 
the nineties per se when like it didn't exist. And like, you could just, I don't, it's hard for me to imagine being a comedian in the nineties. And like, how do you even like tell people you're doing anything? Yeah. Like, how does anyone know anything? And then like, but it also seems way simpler. Cause like you could just get to a level and just like go without yeah. have to worry about like posting all the time or the right time to post yeah. or like whatever. And all the other stuff, like you have to. Oh God. Do you feel like comedians now, like our? And I'm, I'm not saying I'm in your level or class by any means, but like our generation per se, like have it harder than former ones in some ways because you have to wear so many different hats. Like you can't just focus on being funny. You have to be like a producer, a editor, a podcaster. Right, like yeah. you have to do all this shit. There's definitely more to it. I would say I'm sure it's a double edged sword for eat for each thing. You know, like there's good parts about it and bad parts about it. I think it's accelerated a lot of people's careers because you can find stuff so easily. And before you really had to do like this in person, I got to go on the road and then people know who I am and want to come back when I come back and you know, whatever. But also I think it's made your creative development different too, because of the acceleration, you know, you don't have to like people can watch you from, and some people I'm sure are doing that from the first fucking time you've ever been on stage. You know, you could post that and, maybe you're not ready to be judged that way or maybe like you're going to change no matter what. I know what even the act I'm doing now won't be the same in three years, you know, which is the fun part about standup. But uh, maybe people would have hated me when I first started that really like me now. And if they had been tainted by that, then you would lose them for, I don't know. But do you go back and delete videos so that like it maintains a freshness or no, I don't. And that has a lot to do with like, my YouTube's monetized. <laughs> and so some people like to go and watch the old stuff, which is fine. And, and that stuff, a lot of that stuff's like on the album and whatnot. So then it's like, well, it's out there anyways. And so... And you recorded that album at the old underground, right? Yeah. It was the yeah. last one to record an album there. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I worked the door that night for you. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. I'm sure I was uh, too nervous to notice, but yeah. <laughs> I'm too stressed. Uh, so the older stuff, especially now with people posting so much shit all the time, like a lot of the clips that have recently done well for me were from like a TV show I did like seven years ago. And I just like cut it up because that's old and I'm not doing those jokes anymore. So you might as well put them out kind of thing. But then if you just started, you would put everything out forever. And then if people come and see you, they're like, well, I've seen this on, you know, I don't even know. It's a weird it's fucking weird. I don't know. And then maybe it does foster more creativity of being like, well, I got to do something different while creating content and not putting my stand up out. But then, then there's the pressure of being like, I got to produce all this shit all the time. And most people, when you first start, have a day job at the same time. You can't yeah. just do stand up. So, and then if you're going to be a podcaster and a content creator and whatever else, all at the same time, it just seems like a lot. It is a lot. And I've been doing it for a long time. So I couldn't imagine starting now and being like, you want to do stand up? Well, you're going to have to do 10 other things at the same time or else get out of here. And you don't think it's always been like that? No, not when I started and okay. definitely not before me. But yeah, um, yeah, because I think I would say maybe a little bit pre-COVID it had started to become, but it was almost like a few people had figured out how to really utilize the internet in that way and i think it really changed especially with tiktok over the last two years okay as far as that quickly well and like i was reading someone's bio the other day (laughs) and they were like bios are so nuts once you know that like that person wrote the bio yeah Yeah. so insane this choice and i won't say who it is but um put like you might know them from this specific tiktok video Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, they have this many followers or something like that. You know, it was like this, what, you know. Right. And the the first one was like, you know, you might know them from, uh, you know, parallel parking on TikTok, you know, like this video about parallel, like this joke about parallel parking or 
uh, fucking a Russian dude. You know, like it was like something <laughs> really vulgar to them, like in their bio. And I was like, what the fuck? This is what we're doing now? And being like, oh, you might know her from her Disney princess bit that was stolen on TikTok. I don't know. Like, How many hundreds of millions of people have seen that TikTok? Right. Yeah. And then I guess, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was happening <laughs> until the other day, but. Would you consider virtual reality comedy? Like if someone was like <laughs> having you perform in your living room, but effectively you're in a casino and there's like 200 people watching all with like Oculus glasses on. Oh. Like what I consider doing. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll do anything probably. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. but I just, I just did uh, I made a hologram. This company in Seattle was like making holograms of artists and stuff. So they started doing standups. And so you do like, for what purpose? Three to five minute bits. And then, later because they don't really know yet i don't think you can use it as an ad thing so i could put a qr code and then you put it and then i like pop up and i have i did one that was like like, your phone what do you mean you pop up it's a qr code so you put it on your phone and then like a hologram is on their phone and you can like move it around and stuff okay but it's of me but it's not like okay but it's not like you are now standing on my phone no it's so you find like a flat surface and then it's you can see it on their phone yeah it projects like you can see oh but you have to be looking at the phone obviously it's like augmented reality yeah it's weird but and so i did one that was like an ad thing that was like hey you found me follow me here you know whatever but i'm like a hologram saying it but then the other ones that are like it's like three to five minute bits do the whole thing you can move me around you know you could like put me in front of a dog or whatever like you can do things with the hologram and uh they want to sell them as nfts i guess but i'm like i don't even know what any of that means yeah like do you get residuals on yeah your i NFT? mean yeah we basically do have a 50 50 split because they don't really know what they're gonna do with them i think how do, how do you get involved with that that sounds both- another comic here who i think is already out gabriel rutledge okay and so i think i don't know maybe they just saw him and found him and then they were like we want to do more comics so you know any recommendations and then he sent me to them and i did it just to be like yeah why not free you know and if something works out great if not i don't know yeah maybe some jake paul type will buy your hologram and you'll get some money for it yeah exactly um <laughs> And I picked, we picked old jokes. We all picked old jokes that were like already, you know, on TikTok or whatever too. So it's like, if you, do you like this one? Well, you can buy the NFT of it and, and have it as a hologram. I don't know. Wow. Which I don't really understand half of that anyways. But I, I feel sure. so old when I start talking about this stuff is just like NFTs. And I'm just like, I understand like the concept, but like the practice of it seems so That one to alien me, yeah, almost and- seems like it won't last very long not to pitch the you know like these might be nfts but they'll be stupid eventually. But i mean that's what they yeah. said about like uh cryptocurrency and now bitcoin's like worth where i don't know what it's worth presently but it it had been worth quite a bit like, yeah it definitely is like well it's because that's it i'm behind on social media anyway so if any of that stuff i'm probably never going to get involved i don't yeah. know so i these just somebody just, else saying they would do it for me and i was like sure sometimes i feel like stand-up is like a dying art form even though like i don't really think it is but like it kind of feels like it's just going to get lost in like the technoverse of sorts like the feel of being at a live comedy show if they want you to start just strapping on your goggles and yeah. doing a performance in your living room like you're not going to be able to get that feeling of being at I a don't live think people show understand that either i mean I, I, people who have gone to live shows know what it's like and it's just such a, a an atmospheric thing of being there and in, in the environment but if you've never been and you can it's so accessible now you can see everybody's specials and do all this stuff or put on your virtual reality stuff then you would be like well this i like stand-up but not knowing that it can be better in a different way right and it's too i mean it's super saturated now anyways but then also the people are like you know getting booked at clubs and selling out (laughs) wednesdays at clubs are like famous on tiktok or something right so then you're like oh well i'm gonna go see this person and they're not as good as like someone who's been doing it for a long time that didn't get famous from tiktok so it's like a weird it's a weird time for it for sure i hope it doesn't kill it but it um well it like it's made it different busts and booms yeah all the time it does that all the time so it's hard to i don't know say it's just it's hard to figure out like where it's going i guess with just like people want more 
they want people want more and they want it now. People want the Applebee's of comedy, just like uh, <laughs> I'm bottom. For my new special. They want riblets. Yeah, <laughs> they want bottomless comedy yeah. for five dollars. Yeah. Yes, bottomless comedy. That's pretty good. That's. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's. Um, I don't. That's always what I tell people, though, is you have to go see it live. I mean, don't. Right. It's just at least give it. Especially if it's a person that you found online that you're like, I really like, or that you saw on Netflix or whatever. You're like, I really like this person. Still go see them live. It, it's better. It's always better. Right. You're always going to get, get a that. show that no one else is going to get. Like, or you were there for the one that they filmed. Whatever. That's cool too. But for the most part, like, that's the whole point. You get to have this experience with someone that you enjoy their cr- creativity with a bunch of other people who probably also enjoy it. And then you like have this moment basically for an hour and a half that you're like, Oh, this was cool. We got to do this together. Now no one else gets to do this. It's the real life NFT. I, w- I was just about to say it's the real life <laughs> NFT. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I think we're headed towards like a technological singularity where like everything kind of merges into one ultra tech and humans merge with that and that will kind of the matrix basically yeah and that will encompass everything and the people who buy into that they will never leave that singularity Mm, but then i think there will be people who like reject that Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, no, I, I still, I still want to go to live comedy. Yeah, I still. And then we'll wanna... have to do it like underground places exactly. and stuff in real life. Okay, we'll just be, you know, like untouchables. Yeah, yeah. I would probably be on the outside. Oh, of absolutely, that. I wouldn't be. I couldn't figure out how to work the app on my phone, so <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm good. Just gotta oh, tell. Man. Like... Well, yeah. Well, to all the listeners, just come to live shows. Just come guys. to live shows. It's, great. it's a You'll real like life it NFT. I think. If you yeah. don't like it, you can just get drunk and then you'll like That's it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, exciting news for this show is uh we are we do have listeners. We have uh yeah, we've got some. <laughs> okay. Uh but now we're we're not a hundred percent American listenership anymore. We have enough other countries in our listenership that we're only ninety nine percent American. Hey. There we go. Yeah, Congratulations. In, Welcome to the one percent. Yeah, we <laughs> we uh now have Russia, New Zealand. Japan and Israel. Israel. Nice. Yeah. Hey, is it like one listener in each place? I have no idea. Much, yeah. uh, if you're Russian good, and you're listening to this, thank you, I guess. Yeah. Like, thank you to all the international listeners tuned in to Rain City Jerks. What did you also okay. say? We're like 13% over 60. Yeah, over the si- yeah. 13% yeah, right. over 65. Our main demographic is obviously. Well, they, the, they're looking for stuff to do. Come to shows. You yeah. Know? Shows. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you got anything to plug, Monica? Uh, sure. I mean, you can find me on the TikTok. internet. On TikTok. No, everything's Monica, my name, Monica Nevy, monicanevy.com, uh, at Monica Nevy, whatever. I tend to post pretty consistently on instagram where my shows are but i have calendar on my website all over the place so you know i'm in the northwest quite a bit but next week i'm in little rock arkansas then uh rochester in minneapolis minnesota and then like in may i'm in boise and i'm in louisville in the summer in indianapolis cincinnati chicago so there's a lot of places to you know no matter where you're at not quite to to russia yet but you know you never know we'll all be in russia yeah. and you just filmed your special in philadelphia right i did i did film a special in january in philadelphia i have no information on when it's going to come out but it went well so hopefully eventually i'll have something great for you guys to watch um but yeah that would be my suggestion just follow me and then um if you see a show come see it in real life and look out for my hologram yeah NFT. <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting they have a hologram now it's pretty cool i mean yeah, it's weird, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Again, games are out. You should try and I think there's a website where you can like to try his out. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I still Gabriel. don't really understand how this works like on my phone, but in my head it's like the star it's like the Princess Leia hologram projection being like, I need your help. Like that's what it looks like. I'm like, that's probably not what it looks no, like. No, it doesn't like project from your no. phone, but it's like on you have to look at the screen and then it's on the screen, but it's with the you know, everything that's going on. So you could like move it, put it on the table and like you know. Okay. But you have to be looking at your phone. That's hard to explain. Oh, okay. So you it's like Pokemon I mean? Go. Yes, sure. it is exactly like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Monica Nevy. But, but Monica, Monica Nevy Go. Yeah. <laughs> and she evolves into a stand-up, I guess. Better stand-up comedian. You can make it bigger and smaller. And spit, I don't know. So 
you could have Monica standing on your dog's head. Well, and you can take a video of it, so you can be in the picture with it, and then ah. you'd be like talking to it and stuff. I'd be interested to see what weird shit people do with that. But <laughs> all right, well, I want to get turned into a magic eye poster. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Just look blurry, like a weird shape. That's me. That's Chris J. <laughs> Some people can't see it. It's not for everyone. That's true. I could see them. That's I was I was a big Magic Eye fan. Nice. Okay. All right. That was it. Thank you for coming, Monica. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>